February 4th, 2024. Loving greetings, my friends, from the Science of Mind Spiritual Center, a global community in unity. Let's continue to shine our light a little brighter and fill our hearts and minds with loving kindness and compassion and let that spirit of joy and happiness and gratitude pour out of us onto the world as we fulfill our mission of making the world a better place, spirit to spirit. And we know that peace and healing reign supreme and that light has the strength and the power to overcome darkness as we stand strong with our global brothers and sisters. My intention is to give you all, each and every one of you listening, an inspiring message that will really lighten you up and encourage you to believe in yourself more and to really live deeply your heartfelt dreams while enjoying peace of mind and peace of heart, health, happiness, and a life that is filled and fulfilled with an abundance of richness and goodness. And that doesn't mean that situations and circumstances don't happen in life, but my message is rising above that or seeing through that. Not ignoring it, not denying it. More about that later. Now, if you would like information about our center, you may go to our website at somspiritualcenterla.org. You can enjoy listening to the meditations and talks online or on our podcast. And if our message gives you a deeper connection with spirit, with God, with your higher power, with the divine, that amazing power within you, and liberates you from old past habits of negativity, so you see your innate magnificence, please consider donating to our center. And you may give it any time and any amount, automatically, weekly, or monthly. That is up to the individual. Each and every donation is appreciated and it makes a difference. Your giving contributes to the growth and the expansion of this spiritual community as we continue to fulfill our organizational responsibilities while allowing others to expand and prosper through the many organizations that we support and it always returns to you multiplied abundantly. You may donate with a credit card through PayPal from our website or from the weekly email blast we send or by mail. And our mailing address is 14431 Ventura Boulevard, number 586, Sherman Oaks, California, 91423. I want to thank you all in advance for being an active and supportive part of our global spiritual family. I want to let you know that you are making a difference to many far and wide and in so many wonderful ways. And here is one of those ways. This week, we are donating to Wings of Rescue, whose mission is to fly at risk pets to safe havens and provide veterinarian aid to them. And when shelters become overcrowded and threaten to euthanize 
healthy adoptable pets. They fly them to safety at shelters that have available kennel space and a waiting list of adopters. Since their inception in 2012, Wings of Rescue has flown over 65,000 pets to safe havens and new homes. This is just such a wonderful, wonderful organization and a beautiful thing they do. Most of us love our pets and love pets and love to see and know that they're safe. So thank you in advance again for that. If you feel like it, email me because I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know where you're listening from, how you're doing in life, any questions that you might have. And my email address is faithfilled2 at aol.com. And now, if you would join me in the opening treatment. Let's do some more of that great breathing. And just let go. We are at one with the one. This one is the allness of everything. And we are made in its perfect image and likeness. We consciously identify with this one power, mind, presence, and intelligence. And this principle establishes us in love, in peace, in unity. We are open and receptive to the truth that guides us to the right answers and the right solutions. This is the spiritual truth that makes us free. Free to use this power greater than we are. We accept that this is so now. And as we gratefully accept the power of these profound words as the absolute truth, I want you to always know, always remember, there's a power within you and it can lift your life to its highest level. It can change illness into health. It can bring success out of failure and victory out of defeat. It can bring companionship and happiness out of loneliness. It will respond to you. It is the power within you. And so it is. Well, our monthly theme for February is the purpose of being. Today's topic is anchored in spirit's love. So I want to start out with a story about A.J. Cronin, who was an outstanding fiction writer in the mid-1900s. He didn't start out as a writer. In fact, he began his adult life as a medical doctor in Scotland. His successful career as a novelist might not have been possible if not for a specific event. While still in medical school, he assisted one of London's most distinguished surgeons who was irritable and impatient with a young intern. You will never be a surgeon. You are too inept and too clumsy, he snarled. Though young Cronin graduated well up in his class, he was burdened with a doubt of his own ability through this heavy-handed criticism. He went off into the western highlands of Scotland to practice medicine, but whenever a patient required even the simplest surgery, he sent the patient to Perth or Edinburgh. 
Cronin peddled pills, but was fearful of doing what he had been trained to do, which was surgery. One stormy winter day, a frightened lad burst into his office with the news that the son of the minister had been injured badly and was lying unconscious at home. Dr. Cronin made his way through three miles of snow and ice to examine the boy and found that his legs were paralyzed. Then he discovered that four crushed vertebrae were causing this, calling for one of the most delicate operations known to his profession. Nervously, he tried to telephone for another doctor, but all the lines were down and the railroad was blocked because of the winter storm. No one could get through to help him, even if he could get through to ask them for their help. He wondered, dare I perform the necessary operation? As soon as he did, he heard the demeaning, contemptuous voice of his former teacher, You will never be a surgeon. You are too inept and too clumsy. And he told the boy's father that, although he was very sorry, he just could not attempt such a delicate operation. But the wise preacher took him aside and said that he would have to perform the operation and that God would help him. Cronin faced what the Bible calls a furnace of affliction, and it was the turning point of his life. In a single moment, he grasped the confidence, tuned into the flow, and was courageous enough to do what he had to do and what only he could do. Calling on a local woman to be his nurse, he administered an anesthetic, and he let the wise, loving support of the minister replace the snaring contempt of his former teacher. Later he wrote, as told by Eric Butterworth, All of a sudden my hand grew steady, my mind grew cool, I felt confidence in myself, the operation was concluded and the healing had begun. I sat by the boy's bed with a sense of deep thanksgiving, because at last I too was free. The greatest experience of my life was when I walked into the other room and said to the family with Scottish understatement, I think he'll do. Great story. (laughs) This month, in various ways, we are exploring our purpose for being. Here's the great news of the day. You are here on this earth, I believe for one purpose, and that's to let God be God in and through you. That is, for you to be authentically and innately what you are, an expression of love and light and life, which is God. And I think Cronin's story is a wonderful illustration of how so many of us have allowed something, someone, in our past to bury who and what we are meant to be. And not only does this story vividly show us what that something was for Archibald Cronin, it also shows us that sweet and holy moment that he was set free. If we only look at the story on the surface, it looks like his freedom was brought about by the love and encouragement of the minister. 
Well, that's what we're here for, you know. And of course that helped. What really happened was that he, in the moment of need, in that really scary yet holy moment, perhaps acknowledged the fear and then connected with the God of his being, just like what you would do. He connected with something solid and firm, something sure, secure, something steady, and something dependable that was right inside of himself. He grabbed onto it. In fact, he anchored into it, and it was the presence of spirit within him. Maybe more accurately, it was the presence of God's love living as him. Ernest Holmes, in The Science of Mind, on page 33, wrote, No matter what our emotional storm or what our objective situation may be, there's always a something hidden in the inner being that has never been violated. We may stumble, but always there is that eternal voice forever whispering within our ear, that thing which causes the eternal quest, that thing which forever sings and sings. It is my intention today that anyone here listening who has not yet connected with that sacred and holy place within themselves, who hasn't heard that inner voice whispering, singing in their ear, does so today. And those of you who have will deepen into it even greater. In fact, let us just all agree that this morning, today, whatever time it is for you, that we let Spirit's love wash over us. You know, just talking about God's love, Spirit's love, really doesn't do the trick. You have to feel it. Charles Fillmore, in Talks on Truth, I believe it's page 51, he wrote, We may talk about the wisdom of God, but the love of God must be felt in the heart. It cannot be described, and one who has not felt it can have no concept of it from the description of others. But the more we talk about love, the stronger it grows in the consciousness. And if we persist in thinking loving thoughts and speaking loving words, we're sure to bring it into our experience, the feeling of that great love that is beyond description, the very love of God. Okay, now I want to tell you another story. And it may help bring into your experience the feeling of that great love that's beyond description that may let the love of God wash over you. A famous research scientist who had made several very important medical breakthroughs was being interviewed by a newspaper reporter who asked him why he thought he was able to achieve so much more than the average person. In other words, asking him, like, what set you apart? He responded, I love this story, he responded that it all came from a lesson that his mother had taught him when he was two years old. 
Now, when you hear this story, it it seems a bit remarkable for a two-year-old, but that's okay. He'd been trying to take a bottle of milk out of the refrigerator, and he lost his grip, and he spilled the entire contents on the kitchen floor. His mother, instead of scolding him, being irritated with him or even punishing him for doing something he had no business doing, said, what a wonderful mess you've made. I've rarely seen such a huge puddle of milk. Well, the damage is already done. Would you like to get down and play in the milk before we clean it up? Indeed he did, and after a few minutes, his mother continued, you know, whenever you make a mess like this, Eventually, you have to clean it up. So how would you like to do that? We could use a towel or a sponge or a mop. Which do you prefer? Remember, he's two. After they were finished cleaning up the milk, she said, What we have here is a failed experiment in how to carry a big bottle of milk with two tiny hands. Let's go out in the backyard and fill the bottle with water and see if you can discover a way to carry it without dropping it. And they did. Because of a mother's love and refusal to get angry or annoyed, this little boy grew to believe in himself, to realize that it was okay to make mistakes and to make major contributions to the world. That was in Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Now, did that story help you tap into the kind of God's love I'm talking about? The kind that is ready, willing, and able to nurture and call forth your greatness? So, whether it is Archibald Cronin's story or the story of a scientist making significant medical breakthroughs at two, or by being two, or your story, we have to remember that the love of God is at work in every situation, honing your divine magnificence magnificence, and ready to call it forth. This is true even when the circumstances of the story are painful and difficult. As Joseph said to his brothers who had sold him into slavery, you may have meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. What do we do when we hit a rough patch in life? What do you do when you hit a rough patch in the story of your life? Well, I found some promises of God's love that we can all use as our anchor straight out of scriptures. Here we go. So you say it's impossible. God says all things are possible. Luke 18:27. You say I'm too tired. God says, I will give you rest. 
Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. You say, nobody really loves me. God says, I love you. John 3.16 and John 3.34. You say, I can't go on. God says, ah, my grace is sufficient. 2 Corinthians 12.9 and Psalm 91 verse 15. You say, I can't figure things out. God says, I will direct your steps. Write at Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6. You say, I can't do it. God says, you can do all things. Philippians 4, 13. You say, I'm not able. God says, I am able. 2 Corinthians 9, 18. And you say, I can't manage. God says, I will supply all your needs. Just read Philippians 4, verse 19. And then you say, I'm afraid. And then God says that famous, beautiful verse from 2 Timothy, verses 1 through 7. Just this line. I've not given you a spirit of fear. You say, I'm always worried and frustrated. God says, cast all your cares on me. 1 Peter 5.7 You say, I'm not smart enough. God says, I give you wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30 You say, I feel all alone. God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Hebrews 13.5 We've all made mistakes, missed the mark. Some were able to reconcile. And like Jesus, we shake the sand from our feet and we move on. But perhaps Jesus' greatest quality was self-forgiveness. Surely he did things that weren't perfect. Turning all that water into wine all the time might have gotten him into trouble. When we stay anchored in the truth and God's pure love and listen carefully to the still small voice of that inner friend, we remember how we can trust its strength. We have the promise of a spiritual second wind the godly spirit of your being will never forsake you. In closing, let me remind you of some of the lyrics from that great old hymn that probably many of you sang in church, The Anchor Holds, and these are not in order. I have fallen on my knees and faced the raging seas. The anchor holds, though the ship is battered, though the sails are torn in spite of the storm. You know, for me, and I surely hope for some of you, I don't always know where I'm going. 
And many times, I can't even see the road ahead. So we don't always know where we're going. And many times we don't see the road ahead of us. And then something, something helps us remember. Oh yeah, God always makes a way out of no way. Something strengthens us, anchors us in truth at the core and sustains us in faith. And lo and behold, the anchor holds in spite of the storm. And there we are, anchored in Spirit's love. And so begins the lesson. Now join me in the closing treatment. As we rejoice and give thanks for being of sound mind, being powerful and filled with the spirit of love, we are lifted up above any confusion that had previously appeared. We are at peace and feeling harmonious with the world. Grateful for the beauty, the peace, and the joy that is at the center of our being. We are anchored in Spirit's love. We let the love of Spirit wash over us. Anchored in Spirit's love forever and so grateful that our faith is immovable. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God unfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is. All is well, and so it is. And now, my friends, you go forth as messengers of loving kindness on purpose, confidently liberated, and make known this truth so your life continues to increase in value by simply sharing the value with someone else. Until next time, stay safe, be well, be kind, especially to yourself. Namaste.